morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we take uh, 30 minutes out of our week to take a look at the market update, see what's going on with the market. Things are moving. Interest rates are going up. Uh, how are housing prices? A lot of people think that, um, you know, the market is slowing down. So, you know, we take 30 minutes to take a look at not only the market conditions, where it's headed, what's driving the market. We also give you some tips on how to work in this market, how to change. I mean, we have to morph all the time as the market changes, we change. So today we're gonna to talk about the third quarter is over. Let's find out what's been going on with the third quarter. Are we higher or lower? What are the market conditions? As you know, there's 10,000 markets out there and how do we analyze each market to know whether they're in good condition or bad condition? But in general, how is the market doing? We'll talk about that. Interest rates this week have gone from 2.85% to 3.25%. I'm gonna show you the effect that that has on pricing and where we're headed to with that, all right? We're gonna talk about you know, the production numbers. I may even touch on, on um, uh, the different way we present pricing today. So it's all about the pricing. Every time, it's all about the pricing. And a lot of people are mispricing their houses. They're sitting on the market. They're not selling. So we want to talk about that today and, and how we've changed the way we look at pricing during this, um, during this time period. So I don't want to get too much into stats and statistics and all of that stuff, but they are important for us to at least get a grasp on, um, for us to at least get a grasp on where we are in the market today and how that's gonna affect us. So let's go ahead and let's go to the videotape. Let's go to um, some charts for this week and let's take a look at the market conditions, all right? So let's first start with interest rates. So interest rates have gone up and they've gone up, you know, from 2.85 to 3%, uh, 3.25%. So how does interest rates rising affect the price? So let's say you make $250,000 a year. That's $20,000 a month approximately, okay? And with that, your mortgage payment is somewhere at about 25% of what you make every month. So let's say that I make $20,000 a month, $5,000 should be dedicated to whatever my mortgage payment is. So just take your salary, divide it by 12, and come up with 25% of that number. And that's about what you can pay. So let's assume that our buyer is making a combined family income, household income of 250,000. They can afford about $5,000 a month. That includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So if you go to Mike Filan, our lender, and you say, Mike, I make $250,000 a year. Mike's gonna say you can afford $5,000 a month with a 20% down payment at two and a half percent, you're basically looking at a $1.1 million home and your payment's gonna be about $5,000. Now, as interest rates go up, as the cost of money goes up, that mortgage payment is going up. So if it goes to 3%, you can only afford a million 50. If it goes to 3.5%, which is almost where we're headed, it's at a million. So, so let's take a look at that. If interest rates move one point, so at the beginning of this year, I said there's a perfect storm, okay? The perfect storm was that interest rates had fallen one point. Well. If they fall one point, you can afford 10% to 13% more house, right? So 
all of a sudden prices went zooming up. Why? Is it is it that much inflation? Is it that because there's no there's no there's scarcity in the market, or is it just because Mike Filan said? You know, you can afford instead of a million dollars, you can afford a million one. So people are able to pay more for their housing. And that's why we've seen this spike in pricing. But as interest rates go up, that spike goes in a different direction. So if we go from 2.5 to 3.5, we just lost 10% of our buying power. 4%, 45 or 5%. As inflation goes up, interest rates go up. Okay. So for those of you that have you know, blue hair like I have, and we're around in the 70s and 80s, 80s, let's call it, you know, interest rates were at 16, 17% when, when I started. So that has a dramatic effect on what people can afford for their housing. So I just want everybody to be aware that as you see these mortgage rates tick up, 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 the value of that house is going down, 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 down. So, so maybe we don't get as big a premium as we've been getting before. Okay, so we need to be cognizant of that, you know, as this market evolves, as the interest rates evolve, I mean, in two weeks, it's gone up, you know, three eighths of a point, it's almost half a point. So you've almost dropped $50,000 in value on a house in less than two weeks. So when it, when I shudder every time I hear interest rates are going up, this is why the value of house is going down. Um, so anyways, I can tell you that, that over the past 10 years in Fairfax County, homes have appreciated about 35%. Interest rates have fallen 2%, which equates to 20% of that increase, right? You used to be able to only pay this, now you can pay this because interest rates fell. Appreciation is at 17% over the last 10 years. So what's 20 plus 17? 37. How much have prices increased over the last one, uh, 10 years? 35%. Half of it's inflation, half of it's interest rates. So we need to be cognizant of that as we're putting houses on the market, as we're dealing with buyers. They're not, you know, as interest rates go up, they're not able to buy as much. So what does that mean for sellers? Well, if you're thinking about selling in the spring, well, if interest rates go from 3% to 4.5%, you just lost 15% of the value of your house. So this is why you're thinking, sell when they yell, buy when they cry. So right now, you know, people are still, we're, look, I got a house on Mount, Mount Morrency in Vienna that's going on the market, it's 115. It'll go, it'll probably sell somewhere between 125 and 13. Um, and it will have at least 30, 40 showings. It will have 30, 40 people come by the open house. It'll have eight to 10 contracts. So is the market still there? Yeah, the market's still there. I mean, it's still there. But I will caution people on the pricing. So let me, let me just, I'm going to whip through real quick here. I'm going to get through a couple of these screens and I'll get back, I'll get back to them, but I just want to get to one screen here. All right. I want to show you this, this screen here. Now, <clears throat> when we're pricing a house like Mount Montmorency, we're looking at what these values are. And this is my pricing model that you can see. So I price a house versus houses within a one mile radius against a similar house of age and size, then similar houses in that price range, and then their neighborhood, right? And I come up with a customary number like you'll see right here. These are customary numbers for the house. This is what they sold for. But what you have to be cognizant of, and what I'm cognizant of, 
is well, what are they listed for? Because if I list a house at one one five one one, I'm going to get one two one two five, right? But if I listed that house at one two five, I'm not getting that number. I'm just not going to get it. The buyer pool is a lot smaller. People are a little more skeptical. They're they're picking it apart. There's no fight. There's no bidding. There's no ex, you know. There's no I got to get this house. Um, the buyer pool that walks in is smaller. So when I list a house and I'm talking to a seller, I'm focusing on this number, right? Because that's the number we need to list at because that's the number where the buyer pool was. So in this case, it would be 115, not 1164 one, because buyers search under $50,000 increments, right? Give me everything under 11, under 115, under 12, right? So we have to stay inside those increments. So some realtor walk in and go, I think we had to go off at one, two, five. The problem is if you go off at one, two, five, your buyer pool shrank to a quarter of the size. People are more skeptical at that level that they might not want to put in a contract right away because why? They don't want to pay one, three, five for that. They think the bidding is going to happen. So they'll wait. And what happens when they wait? House sits, house gets stale. Now maybe only one contract is there and before you know it, they're getting home inspections, appraisals, they're talking you down on the price, they have all the control. So we don't wanna do that. You don't wanna go off at one, two, five, you wanna go off at one, one, five, get a much bigger buyer pool, drive it up, right? We wanna drive that up. So, so what happens when you do that? So this is the volume and one of the markets that, we, that we're in um, is obviously Vienna. A lot of you know that I do a lot in Vienna. But we've done $100 million this year. 50 million is in Vienna and 50 is somewhere else. Burke, Herndon, Reston, you know, all over the place. We're in Northern Virginia Realtor. But look at the difference in the volume using some of the strategies that we talk about. So the next closest realtor to us in Vienna is at about 12 million and then 10 and 11 and so on and so forth. So, you know, the strategy of listed at the right price, have it bid up, works. Now, and again, I don't want to turn Dr. Phil on you here. I don't want to go, I hate watching Dr. Phil. All he does is sell his stuff and his wife's products and all that crap. I, I, guy drives me crazy. So I don't, want, I don't want to be that way. But I just want you to know that what we talk about here is how, did you, how do we do 52 million when everybody else is doing 12 million? What are the, what's the strategy? What's the pricing strategy? What's the commission structure? Um, you know, how do I price it? How do I market it? How do I uh, look at the market conditions? You know, everything that we do is kind of wrapped around and discussed here on Coffee with Casey. So it's not rocket science, what we do. But, but why are, and, and again, I just want to go, and again, not a Dr. Phil moment, but if our houses sell at 107% of list and or let's, let's go different, 126 of assessment. And the market goes 119 of assessment. What does that tell you? That we have a 7% premium on what our houses are getting over their assessment, 7%. Well, that's about four points on the buy-in that we've done this year. That means we've made sellers $4.5 million this year in that 6% on a, on a million dollars. 6% of a million dollars is, what is that? $6 million, right? 6% 6 of a hundred million. So, so yeah, I mean, 
four, five, six million dollars sellers have benefited from what we're talking about here in the you know on a Thursday morning. Okay. So, anyways, the Dr. Phil show is over. Let's get back to the market conditions. Let me bump up here. Let's see where the market is. By the way, that Richie boy, you know, last week I think we did one of the Richie boys. Look up that podcast. That that was a really good one. So again, we're going to analyze markets. Remember, there's 10,000 markets in Northern Virginia, right? Um, every market is one square mile. So you got 1,317 square miles in Northern Virginia. So you can't go out more than one, one mile. You, um, when you go out a mile, then you got about six or eight price ranges. So now that gives us well over 10,000 markets to analyze, right? So let's analyze this market. Let's look at, let's look at the current market. So we've got Arlington, Falls Church, Vienna, McLean, Herndon, Ashburn, Haymarket, and Percival, just to name a few. And the yellow um, stats are how many homes are under contract? What percentage of homes are under contract in these markets? The gold is under a million. The green is over a million. And once I get out to Ashburn, Haymarket, and Percival, we drop that number to above or below 700,000 bucks. So let's take a look at this. So in Arlington, under a million dollars, 62% of the homes are sitting unsold on the market. That's incredible, right? So under a million in Arlington, why is that? People are fleeing the Arlington condo market. It's a very soft market. So if I'm selling a condo in Arlington, I'm being extremely cautious about where I price this thing. So you can see false church, similar numbers. They're starting to get a little bit stronger, over a million dollars. Now, you can look at each market that corresponds with yours, right? In McLean, I'll draw you to that market. So under a million dollars in McLean, 69% of the homes are sitting on the market unsold. Now, in that market, you would say, oh, my gosh, this market's awful. Really? Look at the rest of Northern Virginia. Is it the rest of the market or is it the way they price things in McLean? Is it the pricing and marketing strategy of the McLean Realtors that are causing this? So, you know, 31% is an excusable home should be going on the market and being sold within seven days. That's our average. That's what should happen. Even homes over a million dollars. There's in a market like this, there's still 59% of the homes have not sold and only 41% are under contract. So, so if 41% are under contract and 59% are, oh, are not, not under contract, and that's telling me that that's almost a buyer's market, right? So if we look at what's a seller's market and what's a buyer's market, a seller's market is anything over 50%. That means sellers are in control. Sellers can dictate, um, you know, condition and they can, I mean, they can dictate contingencies. They have control of the market. They have more leverage right? If it's under 30%, then the buyers have all the leverage. The buyers will call, call the shots. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that the sellers, if we're the sellers, we're, the sellers want to call the shots. If we're with buyers, the buyers want to call the shots. So we'll take advantage. If we have buyers, we'll take advantage of people that overprice homes. Then we'll come flying in with the proper price, drop that down, drop that down, negotiate, negotiate. And those are the homes that we go after. So, so you can look at your market, whether you live in Percyville or whether you live in McLean or Vienna or Falls Church, you can see the current condition of your market. I mean, 
Haymarket is 86% under contract. I mean, give me a break. At least 25% of these are so overpriced, and yet 86% are under contract. So the farther out you go, the better the market is. Now, is that the pandemic that did this? Is it the um, security? Is it the safety of not of you know the cities? They don't live in the city anymore. They want to get out of Arlington, out of Alexandria, out of Washington, DC. They want to swoop on out to the safety of, of Vienna, Percival, and Ashburn or Herndon, something like that. You know, could be. That could be it. Is it the fact that they don't have to, they're not tethered to their offices anymore and they can move out further? Absolutely. Oh my God. Not only are they moving to Percival and Haymarket, they're moving to Denver. For gosh sakes, man, they can move wherever they want and do their work. Um, I think there's going to be an effect of the people that don't want to get a vaccine on some of this market. I mean, literally, I know some people that we're selling houses for that their job is requiring vaccines. They're not getting a vaccine. They're going to go move to a state that doesn't require vaccines and, and they're out. You know, I don't care whether it's right or wrong. Right. That's just, that's just a fact. Some people, do not want a lot of healthcare workers don't want to get help, don't want to get it. So, so they're losing jobs. So we may start to see more properties come on the market for this one simple phenomenon that's happening. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and let's stay tuned. But right now, the current market, everything looks pretty dang stable, except for McLean, uh, Vienna. There's no excuse why homes under a million dollars are, are, you know, in this condition where they're in a neutral market. No, absolutely no excuse for that. So I may have to go market under under a million dollars. All right, so let's look at homes uh, under contract in the Vienna market. And, and we're looking at, are they going up or down? Pretty much since June, we're not seeing any changes. In fact, it's as good if not better as it was in June. So if June, July and August were fine and people saying, hey, the market's going down. Now, when I come to Burke and I'm dealing with your market, I have to do the same thing for Burke or for Reston, or for Haymarket, or for Ashburn. So this same process happens in the 10,500 markets that are that I could be walking into at that day. So each, each market is different. Again, there's your buyer's market and seller market parameters. So pretty much all of Vienna has stayed in seller's market since June. In fact, you know, the 1.3 plus million dollar houses, the blue boxes have actually improved. So, you know, how many sales do we have? How many contracts were written in September of each year? So I go to September. Okay, so let's go back to 218. There were 259 contracts written in 219, in 218, in September. There were 261 contracts written in September of 219. Then all hell broke loose last year and we went up to 340 contracts written. That's a pretty dang healthy market. So currently this month, we had 328 contracts written, right? We still got a day or two to go. So my guess is we're gonna pretty much hit 340. So is the market good or bad? Pretty damn good. Now the orange is the million dollar homes. Now, a lot of the reason why it's doubled in the last four years is homes have gone from 850 to over a million. And that's, that's basically a major part of that. But it shows you just the growth of the houses. But Let's look at when people say, is the market okay? The market is fine. The market is fine. Then why are 59% of the homes not sold? The answer is 
we go back to the first screen, they're pricing in it where a neighbor might have gotten an astronomical price, but he never would have got that if he asked that. You ask for this, you move it up to that. So the, what's the problem? Well, house worth 1.25 million. No, it's not. It's not, they bid it up to 1.25 million, but they started at a million one. So we've got to let them bid that house up. So let's look at year to date. This is number of sales through the first quarter. Um, so in the first three quarters of the year last year, we had 2,800 homes sold. Now we're at 35. So the year is, the, is a smashing success. He's selling the yell. So people are selling. Houses are on the market. They are on the market. I don't want to hear about no inventory because there's plenty of inventory out there. You just have to find the ones that have overpriced or taken their home off the market because they failed to sell it and go after that market. Here's a more surprising number. Last year at this time, it was $2.2 billion of property sold. Now it's $2.97 million billion sold. So, so now you're looking at a 35% increase in the volume, in the dollar amount that's gone up. Pretty dramatic number. So, you know, I would look at um, how is the market? The market is fine. Um, has the market changed? Yes, the market has changed. You have to, let me get this out of here so I can see, see you guys. All right, so the market's fine. You have to change the way you operate in this market. Are interest rates gonna affect it? Yes, they are. They do have an effect on it. We need to be cognizant of that, right? We just need to take that into account. But the strategy is now and has been for the last couple of years, keep in control, ask X, get Y, get multiple contracts in. I mean, in a year, if somebody had told me two years ago that we were going to sell, I don't know, I, I think it's like 75 houses and had one home inspection, I would say that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. So um, yeah, that's, that's, a, um, that's a phenomenon that I was not ready for. But as long as we're, under, as long as we're in control, we can get away with that. So let's talk about, um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about something nobody wants to talk about. None of the realtors want to talk about. And that's fine. I don't care because I'm talking to sellers and, and realtors and educating them. But when I was recruiting agents for Samson Properties and I was saying, why don't you come on in? And here's a good model. I mean, list, list your house at four and a half percent. You control the transaction. You control, you know. Buyers will come to you, the sellers are gonna buy new houses. Um, four and a half percent is a fair, is a fair number uh, to, a, to a person, right? They would come from, and I don't wanna mention any other real estate company's names, but they come in and go, yeah, but I have to do twice the work for half the commission. I'm looking at their records. They did four houses last year. I mean, literally, I'm, 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 I never had anybody walk in that had done 12 or 15 or 18. They, they've done four or five and he goes, well, I don't want to do twice the work for half the commission. Really good realtors are out there doing four and a half percent. And if you're going to compete or you, 
If you're married to a realtor, that's fine. Stay with that realtor. You feel comfortable with them. Everything works well. They're friends. Um, and, and that's fine. But when you're competing for a realtor, when you're, when you're calling a realtor in to compete for your business, the number is four and a half to 5%. And that's all you have to pay. And that is because homes don't have home inspections. Homes don't have appraisals. Homes sell within seven days. Homes have six or eight contracts coming in on them. The efficiency of social media allows us to reach 15,000, 20,000 people and get that house out. The coming soon period is extremely valuable in that it tells us, are you going to have a contract or not? When we list, when we launch this thing on Thursday, how many contracts do I have coming in? I can look at the sellers and go, hey, you got about six to eight contracts coming in. We should end up somewhere around 1.25 million. And it happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the only time it doesn't happen is when the seller goes, no, nah, I don't think we're going to do that. I think we're going to list it up here. And every time they fall flat on their face and it angers me. So, you know, um, not angers me, but I just, I, it's just the wrong way to do it. You know, if we know the right way, if a hundred million dollars worth of business has done it before you just stay with the protocol, don't change anything. So anyways, you know, when you eliminate the home inspection, when you eliminate the appraisal contingencies, when you eliminate long-term marketing, in other words, it's not going to be on the market for 30 days. It's only going to be on the market for seven days. All you got to do is just get through the contracts and talk them up and bid them up. That's the easy part. That's, that's, that's very easy because you were in control. So why would you pay more than four and a half percent if you're going to do it? And again, I don't want to hear any of this crap from anybody about having to work twice as hard. The reason why people have to charge five and a half, six percent is A, they lose the majority of their listing presentations. So they got to do it a lot. And they don't get as many listings. So they really got to make a lot of money on the listings they do get. I don't think that's an advance to sell. So just my opinion. And, you know, agents can do whatever they want. But um, if you can do $100, $120 million, $125 million, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of money there. 30% um, of our house or 20% of our house at least will sell ourselves. And our sellers go and buy something else. So anyways, to... If you're a seller out there, you don't need it. If you're a realtor, you got to look in the mirror and say, how much business am I doing to say, well, I don't want to work twice as hard for, you know, half the commission. I just think that's, that's a fallacy. I mean, two points to sell a $1.2 million house is 25,000 to $24,000. What do you need? Right? So anyways, that's my opinion. I'm sure some realtors are going, oh, I can't believe you said that. Well, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, so. I think that about concludes another Coffee with Casey. Um, hopefully you guys are up to speed on the interest rates, the market, the strategies that work out there, the strategies that do not work out there. Know your market that you're in. If, you, uh, if you're thinking about selling sometime in the spring, you need to think about selling right now before interest rates go up a full point and a half. When they said inflation was at 8%, I almost had a heart attack. Scared the living hell out of me. So you might want to think about getting your house on the market sooner rather than later. I know it's not; it may not meet your timing, but it's going to meet the timing of the market because then people will start throwing their houses on the market. Then we have an excess inventory. Now we got higher interest rates and excess inventory, and we got a problem. And we're going to have a problem. So 
So let's get the houses on the market while interest rates are still low and the market is out there and most markets are in seller's markets. My name is Casey Sampson. I run the Casey Sampson team in Vienna, Virginia, but we work all of Northern Virginia. 50% is in you know, Vienna, Oakton and 50% is, is all over Northern Virginia. Strategies work no matter where we go. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or 703-508-2535. I hated to throw all that Dr. Phil, you know, pat yourself on the back, but, you know, I'm trying to emphasize to sellers that have to make a decision that there are certain protocols that work and there's certain proof that protocols work. So uh, I feel that if you go with pay too much in commissions or go with a realtor that has a bad strategy and you fail, um, I kind of look it upon ourselves. We just didn't do our job to educate you well enough. So hopefully if you're um, listening to these broadcasts that, uh, that that helps you. We're not right all the time, but you know, most of the time it, it works just fine. All right. My name is Casey Sampson. Casey at CaseySampson.com. You can go to CaseySampson.com. Look at Julie's blog. It's awesome. She has all of this on here. We have podcasts. I think they call it a pot of coffee with Casey. I don't, I don't even know how to find a podcast, but I guess we are a podcast. So you can get all the back um, stuff that we've done. And I want to thank everybody for spending a half hour of your week with us. Hopefully you got something out of it. Bye now.